Welcome to the Vital Dawn Podcast for Friday, February 21st. S&P futures are trading down about 14 points. That's about 40 basis points. Europe's major indices are also off about 40 basis points. Asia finished lower pretty much across the board with the exception of mainland China, which saw mild gains. Um, you know, so I think a lot of the focus today is kind of digesting what occurred in the U.S. yesterday. Um, and I sent around a lot of material on that all throughout the day. Yesterday it was in yesterday's market recap. And then I have some stuff again in today's vital dawn. Um, you know, I think the big thing was just kind of a rotation. I think you've had an enormously, um, you've had a huge rally, obviously, in a lot of these growth momentum stocks. A lot of the price charts were parabolical, parabolically unsustainable. Um, I think there's there's a lot of credit positioning them, et cetera. And they kind of just buckled under their own weight at, at, at this certain point. Um, and you saw that yesterday. I'd imagine you may see that um, extend for a little bit longer. You know, the NASDAQ is still up 8% plus year to date. There's still a huge gap between that group of stocks and then your kind of value cyclical names. Um, and it's very hard for the S&P to avoid declining when you see the growth names come for sale, that's given the composition of the index, the enormous weighting that those stocks have. Um, so really, that I think is what occurred yesterday. There was not any um, you know, fundamental piece of news that hit around 11 a.m. that caused that market move. Um, it was more just kind of a, a mechanical adjustment that occurred. Um, for today specifically, I think, you know, I think the dislocation yesterday unnerved sentiment a bit. I think um, it dampened the conviction level of bulls somewhat. Um, and you saw that kind of bleed over into Asia and then the U.S. again this morning where prices are lower. Um, you know, as much as I continue to push back on the tape here, just given excessive valuations, um, I don't necessarily think yesterday was a start of some um, sustained material downturn in the market. I think it was just kind of a period of digestion um, that, if anything, is is, is healthy. Um, for the news today specifically, there's not a ton to talk about. Um, for me, the most incremental piece of news were the flash PMIs. So we have the flash PMIs out of Europe, Japan, and Australia. Um, and then we'll get the U.S. later today. These are the first major pieces of economic news for the month of February. The um, European ones were surprisingly strong. So manufacturing in particular was nicely ahead of expectations. And the German manufacturing especially um, was far above expectations. Ma manufacturing is still below the 50 kind of growth contraction demarcation point. So we're still talking about contraction in European manufacturing, but it's certainly moving in the right direction. There's a lot of momentum. Um, so it certainly is encouraging to see those numbers this morning, especially given the fears of, of some coronavirus related setbacks. Um, and if you kind of just look in the US, we've had two regional Fed surveys for February so far this week. You had the Empire and Philadelphia Fed surveys, and both of them were strong, especially Philadelphia yesterday. So we'll see what the... Um, what the U.S. flash PMIs tell us later this morning, but you know the numbers so far in February have been have been very encouraging. Um, you know we haven't seen too much out of Asia just yet. Um, you know the Japanese flash PMIs are not the best representation of what's occurring in Asia. We'll have to wait a few more days to get the formal Asian manufacturing PMIs, um, and I suspect that they'll be weaker than what we're seeing in Europe and the U.S. But um, you know it's definitely encouraging that the European numbers this morning, and it's and it's helping the dollar finally. Um, come for sale slightly. So the euro obviously is rallying a little bit off those numbers and the dollar's down small. Um, you know, the dollar is still at near 52, is still just off its 52 week high levels. So it obviously has a lot to give back, but um, it, you know, it's helpful that you're seeing the dollar rally um, halt at, at least for one day. On the coronavirus front, nothing too major to really note. There was an uptick in case count out of China. 
Um, but the overall trend is still kind of moving in the right direction. I think the bigger concern among investors is the increase in cases in other countries, specifically South Korea, and to a lesser extent, Japan. The cases are still, we're talking about kind of in the tens of, of, of case count of cases. So they're certainly not, you know, in the hundreds or the thousands, but I think people are watching um, how that unfolds over the coming days and weeks, especially South Korea. And South Korea has been um, an underperformer this week, the the, uh, the Kospi index. Um, those are the two big macro themes by far. There really wasn't a ton of other news out this morning to note. There was a lot of micro, there were a lot of micro headlines, um, a lot of earnings in the U.S. yesterday. I have all the summaries in the Vital Dawn this morning. Um, nothing that should really dramatically alter the broader market. Um, and then just looking into the calendar for today, um, I think the two big events will be the deer earnings. Um, so obviously this is an April end report, and then it's also going to give some insight into what is obviously a very critical, um, area of the economy and the agricultural sector. And then to the extent you've seen any movement, um, from the recent phase one agreement, you know, you continue to hear reports about how China is unlikely to meet its purchase commitments, um, largely because of the coronavirus, but I think also there still has been a lot of skepticism around whether or not those purchase targets were, um, you know, were realistic even before the coronavirus hit. Um, you're going to get the Berkshire numbers tonight into the weekend. So you're also going to get the Berkshire annual letter. And then just quickly, obviously, I think Nevada tomorrow um, is going to be a, a crucial event. Um, and I continue to think that um, political expectations right now are the biggest macro risk facing the market. Um, you know, just given again, I think the market has it in its mind that Bernie is the very is likely person to become the Democratic nominee, and he will likely lose badly to Trump. Um, so, if you see anything that kind of deviates from that assumption, um, it risks weighing on markets. The bar for Bernie in Nevada is very high. I think people assume he'll finish close to thirty plus percent with with the second place person. Um, you know, down at, you know, 15, 14% or lower. So if you see the gap, um, if that gap is more narrow than anticipated, if Bernie were to come in, um, you know, in the low to mid twenties with the second place person in the high teens or low twenties, then, you know, I definitely think that would, um, blunt his momentum somewhat and people would question about who the ultimate nominee would be. Um, I still think it's very tough for anyone to really catch him at this point. Again, this is the same path that Trump took back in 2016, where, you have a lot of never Bernie people in the Democratic Party, but you're still being they're all being dispersed over too many candidates. So Bernie is going to win pluralities in a lot of these states. He's going to capture um, a significant number of delegates. He'll probably not have enough delegates at this point um, to be the presumptive candidate heading into the um, convention. So, you know, we could see a brokered, quote unquote, convention for the first time in several decades. But it's just very difficult to see anyone, especially a Bloomberg um, even before the debate, it, Bloomberg's path to capturing the um, the required number of delegates was always, um, you know, was very narrow. Um, and then, so Nevada tomorrow, obviously super important. And then just looking into next week quickly, there's not a ton on the calendar. Um, you have a bunch more. I think April and earnings will probably be the big focus. You have a lot more retailers, a lot more tech names next week. And then the following weekend, so the 29th, you have South Carolina, um, and then you're also going to get to China PMIs that following weekend too. Um, and that's going to be the first real economic release from China about um, for February. So you're going to see the first real effects formally about you know the, the coronavirus and to the extent it weighed on activity. So that is it for today. Uh, thank you, everyone.
for listening.